to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarek, and I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? This is the podcast where we discuss the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. Let's go! Okay, Ron, we are on to week number six, where quarter of the season gone, including an extra game. Uh, what do you think about this past weekend? It was great. Everything uh, went really well for our teams. All Our teams won, including the Red Sox, which we'll get to at the end. Um, but, you know, it was a really good week, another great week of um, really good football Lots of close games, some overtime games. Um, yeah, you know, a few surprises, I guess, uh, as well. Um, and then, obviously, some off-the-field news uh, that happened yesterday, which we'll also get to. Yeah, this was... Uh, and this is... Week number six is when we... Actually, the bye week starts mm-hmm. for a couple of teams. But this game, this past... And we had the London game. We can't forget about that. That's right. Uh, so we, before we get into it, let's do some top news. Uh, in the news this week, we gotta discuss John Gruden. He's as of today, he's no longer with the Raiders. Uh, Ron, what's what? What do you think about this whole situation? Um, I don't know what to say, to think about it. Um, you know, if you watch any of the interviews with some of the you know players uh or former players that have come out they don't seem to be surprised um with the behavior of uh john gruden i think it's something that they've always seen and you know if they've been around him uh so that part's not surprising um i think you know what stands out with this news um is just how everything went down with how the nfl like slowly released the emails and you know john gruden and and the raiders being aware of it over the weekend and and putting the apology out and all this other stuff but obviously not doing enough you know john's you know gruden still coached and uh i think the nfl saw that you know that oakland wasn't taking sufficient action and they started to leak additional emails um to like the new york times um, and other stuff. So, so what? What do you think compelled the NFL to release these emails? Because they're like eleven years old. He sometimes he wasn't even coaching when some of these emails happened. Yeah, I don't really know. You know, we no one is. You know, we're not all in that environment. We don't know what goes on at that level between ownership, the union. Um, you know, uh, coaches. You know, we don't. And Goodell, Goodell obviously, and his team. We don't know all the ins and outs of that, but it was to me it was obvious that they don't didn't want him in the league. Um, it's and it's also obvious if you just look back at the recent history where, where the NFL is trying to go. Um, and we and you and I talked about this uh, earlier. You know, I I am not you know giving any high fives to the NFL here. They still got a lot for you know to prove to me that they're taking. Um, you know these things seriously when it comes to race relations when it comes to gender equality uh when it comes to um 
you know, sexual orientation and all this other stuff. I know they've been trying to do the right thing recently, but, you know, I'm going to go back to like how the whole Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick situation went. Um, I'm going to go back to like the way the, the situation with the Houston's uh, coach and some of the insensitive racist remarks that he made and how that was handled. Uh, and then I'm going to go back to like even like this past year and and how um, what a joke, you know, the Rooney rule was, you know, and the people not take owners not taking that seriously. No one getting no black coaches, head coaches getting a fair opportunity. Um, so I'm not necessarily giving that I'm not on the NFL side, I'm not believing um, anything that comes out of their mouth, but it, it's obvious to me that in terms of John Gruden, they wanted to see him gone. And, um, you know, it's obvious to me that, that they're the ones who, re uh, for whatever reason, released um, bits and pieces of these emails. You, you hear that there's thousands of emails that they have that has not been released, but they're cherry picking what they want to release to to the news yeah i think the players union has a good argument against the nfl releasing all the emails because as of right now we don't have the whole picture and i think that there's going to be more john i mean he was sending it to somebody right mm -hmm. and i guess the other person that was he was sending the emails to was a gm with the bucks and then with the redskins and when he was a gm he, he hired his brother jungle's brother the coach jay so this i mean there's a lot of layers to this onion and if you get to the if if we get to the bottom which you know this is who knows if we will i don't know if we will but i mean you talk about a league that's like 95 percent black you right. know you talk about uh coaches i think it's like 10 percent black so it's it's ridiculous i don't even know how they get away with this yeah and I, again i don't trust the nfl i think publicly they try to say and um say the right things um but you know you you know that that whole uh, i still go back to the colin kaepernick situation how they handled that to me they, they'll never be forgiven for that and I, I can't forgive them for that so um and it's not just about race too so you know john gruden went after every everyone you know he targeted everything you know from national anthem to female referees he was so no, he definitely offended everyone mm -hmm. i mean there was nobody that his he didn't take a shot at right so uh he was he was a bad guy and i'm sure that uh, I think they did hard knocks a couple of years ago, right, with the Raiders. I'm sure they heavily edited that hard knocks. And I'm sure that if we're going to see some clips where they were like, oh, this is him being a racist. But, you know, once again, they should have released that. If you knew from the very beginning that he, had, well, we know that Keyshawn knew this. He always thought of him as not a good coach, as a fraud, as they call him. So to me, it's like, do you let this dude slide all these years just because he was white? Yeah. yeah. And I, so I think the other thing is, too, like how much of this is just the culture of the NFL? How many other coaches are actually saying these things behind the scenes not and not necessarily putting it in email in, you know, their team's font and all that other stuff? They're not that stupid, but... You know, some of it, some of this is just part of like the NFL culture, 
and you know I, I it seems to me that they're trying to fix it or at least they're putting out publicly that they're taking steps to to fix it but again you know um, John's not the only one I think that shares those same thoughts that he you know he put out there I'm sure there's plenty of other people uh, that feel the same way but you know that plenty of people came to his defense and said hey you know why are you leaking this you know to begin with um, so I mean I, I was watching uh, it was Sunday night football I don't know one of those telecasts and they were heavily defending even T- Tony Dungy was defending John Gruden and I was like duty took over your job he talked ill of your people and you're over here in national TV defending him so it, I know it's definitely a fraternity of coaches right. but you know when you, when you know you should have your moral compass and be like you know what this dude was wrong for sending those emails this dude was wrong for you know expressing himself towards women black people Roger Goodell lesbians gay whatever he was just offending the whole entire nation yeah and let, let, you know let me just say this this was like 10 12 years ago it's not like it was okay 10 12 years ago to make those comments either so you know this whole thing of like okay that's just 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 how things were that's not true at all if you were to say 30 40 years ago you know that's how people spoke or you know and that's the norm that's what should be allowed you know so be it but you know, if, if the NFL really is trying to make a change, um, you know, then they they need to they obviously needed to get rid of Gruden, but they got to be more transparent with with all the investigation that they've done. And uh, they got to John Gruden shouldn't be the only one taking a fall. I want to see what the responses were to some of the the emails too. like what, what, what sort of responses did he, he get? Uh, when he sent some of these emails out, who else you know has these same similar uh, attitudes uh, within the NFL? Because it to me it feels like okay they they want to throw John under the bus, but there's probably some other people that they may they may not throw on the bus. They they'll protect instead. Well, that's that's you know I mean these emails have been out there for 11 years. You're not gonna tell me it took them 11 years, right? To like say oh by the way we got these emails. No, I think. They were definitely protecting somebody, and they say, you know, we should strike first, and John Gruden is our man. Who are they protecting? I don't know if that that'll ever come out, but I think that the they were protecting the Washington Redskins owner mm-hmm. or the Washington Football Team owner, uh, Tom Snyder. Because I mean, think about it: you hired a racist as your GM. That doesn't look good on you. And the fact that he probably has more emails that we don't know about. So, you know, to be continued, I think that the players union are heading in the right direction, asking for the rest of the emails. Yeah, but so where, where does it go from here? Like what sort of penalty or punishment will, should we expect to see from other coaches and owners if it goes to that level? Um, Will the NFL do anything with the owners? You know, in terms of Goodell, he works for the owners. So let let's see if he if he really cares. Well, that's the thing, Dad. Remember when that whole Spygate came out and the owners were they were all like, you know, they were all offended. They were like, "Oh, I get this guy videotape 
the plays and they ended up docking the Patriots a couple of first rounders. Well, you got a racist coach and you miss. Are you not offended? No, Are you not? They're not. You're not going to do the same thing? Are Absolutely you not going to take some picks away from the Raiders? Are you no. The Buccaneers? I mean, what? that's what I mean. Is like they, There's no set rules. I mean, this is a private organization. I know that they got TV deals and they got commercial deals and they sell merchandise. But whatever they do, it's it's in-house. It's not going to be public. So right. I just, you know... I agree with you. I don't think that even whatever they do from now on is just not going to be enough. Yeah, what whatever you know the line is in terms of what's acceptable is going to be different. You know, for how they, you know, when players do something wrong, you know, versus like okay, the owners are doing something wrong. Um, they're going to look to pr- protect the owners, and you know, I, I I don't know where this goes. I want to see obviously. Uh, He's not coaching again, that's for sure. Um, and I don't know if you mentioned it, but they removed his name from the Ring of Honors with, in Tampa. So, um, you know, he's done, basically. Well, right now, he's definitely toxic. Nobody's going to want to touch him. But, you know, this is America, and everybody loves a second chance. Will we, he ever coach again? I don't know, but I can definitely see him doing this whole like apology tour because basically all his money is he's not gonna make money uh coaching football he's definitely not gonna be hired by anybody to telecast any games so he's not gonna his funds are cut off so he's gonna he's gonna go on an apology tour i i don't see him apologizing i think you know he's old school like He's like, when I say old school, I'm talking about like Mike Ditka. You know, he'll go out and say some crazy stuff and not necessarily apologize uh, for it. Or he may put like a fake apology out there um, if he wants to protect himself financially. But um, I don't think he's going to go on a, a tour, you know, national tour, trying to defending, defend himself um, or apologize to anyone. I think he will. And the only reason why I say that is because... He can go the other way and be like, you know what? I'm just going to be a Trump-loving, I'm getting ousted because of cancel culture, blah, blah, blah. And he can go the other way. But he's too much of a public figure. And I think that he's going to use that to his advantage and be like, you know what? I need to, if I, because I don't, I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame. And I know he wants to be there, even though he's he wasn't a good coach. So, you know. I, I, I don't know this this is, this is a good story this is good as far as outing is concerned but I don't know if it's gonna turn out well for the NFL yeah I mean you, it, there can be positives that comes from this story uh, depends on what the NFL does at this point again going back to the transparency um, but you know if the NFL is serious about changing the culture then let's see some more black coaches damn it you know, and let's fix the Rooney rule if that's what's broken or just change ownership, period. You know, get some black coaches in there if that's what it takes to fix it, because um, there's still a lot of things in my eyes that's broken uh, with the NFL. Yeah, there's definitely uh, more to come on that story if there's anything else comes out. 
in the injury news, uh, it's your boy. How long is Juju Smith going to be out for? In the season. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's done. Um, he just had surgery today. Um, it, all accounts, everything went well. But basically, he's out four months, which is the season. So, And what sucks about it is, well, and we'll talk about the Steelers at some point, but what sucks for Juju and for me is one I'm a huge fan for Juju uh, but for him this was you know this is a one-year contract that he signed where he could have gone somewhere else for more money so this was kind of his opportunity um, to not just show what he's capable of doing I think people who know football knows that he's a great receiver and can be a number one receiver um, but he's missing out on that opportunity now because of this injury which is gonna I think impact him financially next year whether he's on the Steelers or not another guy that's out for the year is uh, the running back for the Chiefs Clyde Edwards Hilaire but I mean is this gonna affect him long term I don't know if it's the year that he's out he might just be put on short term IR probably need to confirm that but you know he, the Chiefs and their running back situation I don't I think i may have read that they're looking to see what's out there for running backs i uh, may bring somebody in i think there was a story that they may look to even trade for marlon mack um on nfl net network uh, i think they may just have been speculating but they need to obviously um they're, they're gonna need to find a replacement for sure and it could impact them um they're already not playing well so they're gonna have to figure out how to get a a, a good running running back there and uh, have a good running game yeah so he's only going to be out for three weeks um and they predict that daryl williams will take the bulk of the workload so that you know i i think that there's a lot wrong with the chiefs including their running game mm -hmm. but you know three weeks i think that as long as it's not patrick mahomes or one of the receivers i don't think that's going to be too too bad plus he had he had fumbled the ball a couple of times i don't i don't i don't think he was the right choice for the chiefs yeah i mean he's a good back don't get me wrong like he's a really really good running back but he has had some fumbling issues um and the chiefs honestly just don't always stick to the game plan right they they'll go out and throw 40 50 times and that has honestly been the problem either what you know why they're losing is their defense that just flat out stinks um, that's causing them to lose games. So looking at the scoreboard for week number five, was there any any uh, game that final score caught your eye? Um, I think the Bills Chiefs, not that the Bills won, but to win by 18, 38 to 20, that kind of surprises me. I do think the Bills are a better team. I have them going to the Super Bowl but to see the Chiefs fall this low essentially out of the top 15 in my eyes um, it's kind of surprising yeah they're definitely not even in the top 10 now that they're, their record is 2-3 and three and they're being exposed every week I think their offense is, oh, is pretty good but their defense is just terrible the 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 uh there's two games that caught my eye this week uh the browns chargers game 
I think uh, the Chargers are a real offensive powerhouse. Um, I think they might be up there with Dallas and the Bucks as far as offense is concerned. And then we mentioned, I mentioned to you earlier, Lamar showed me something in this Sunday night game against the Colts because they were down 20 points, 22 points. Mm-hmm. And he came back and it was all through the air. And I'm telling you, this guy is you saying that he was always capable of this, but I'm saying that I don't think that they trusted him enough. To, I mean, he threw it 43 times in this game. Yeah, and I, I don't think it was a matter of trust. Um, it's a matter of, okay, what what are our strengths? What kind of offense do we want to run? And they've always been a running team. And obviously this year with all the injuries, they had no choice in this specific game and they probably have no choice with some of the fu- you know games in the future as well where they're going to have to rely more on, on, on Lamar's arm instead of his legs. So... I think the the noise with whether or not Lamar can throw, I'm kind of tired of it, and we talked about this a, a little bit. Um, the dude is a great quarterback, period, hands down. In the conversation, um, can't just to me look at statistics and say okay, he can't, he's not accurate or any of that. You got, you know, you watch the games, you you go back to the playoffs last year, the year before. Dudes are dropping. We're back in those games where one he didn't have a lot of receivers. Let's say that for the you know a couple years ago, and two they were dropping passes left and right. You know in those playoff games. So that's not all on Lamar. Uh, I just you know I think he's a a pretty decent thrower. I'm not going to say he's elite, no, but I think you know he's definitely effective. Can throw the football for sure. Um, so I'm glad that he put this game through. I think he hopefully at this point proves his critics wrong but if he goes out next week and have a bad game guess what they're gonna say lamar can't throw again so well that's the thing next week they're playing the Chargers, mm-hmm. and I, as much as that he proved me right as far as throwing i don't know if he'll be able to keep up with the Chargers offense yeah and i want to go back to that game that chargers browns games because we and we had talked about this last week the chargers you know we thought i thought they were a year or two away no their time is right now they are a playoff team right now they're that good i wanted to talk about the browns though um because the browns put some points up but you know what they gave up 47. uh i don't care who you're playing if you give up 47 points um that's a pro that's a big red flag to me um, and the Browns are supposed to be but a Super Bowl contender. Um, I know they're I didn't know what's their record. They're three and two at this point. They they, they can't they gotta fix just like the just like the Chiefs, they gotta fix their defense like immediately if they want anyone to take them seriously. I don't know who they play next week, but you know, any if they go against any team that can do anything offensively, it, you know, it becomes a, it'll become a challenge for them to even win those games. So, four, forty-seven points is just not acceptable for the Browns' defense. I mean, they gave up twenty-six points in the fourth quarter alone. Um, so Herbert just had his way with the Browns' defense. Uh, Mike Williams, one hundred and sixty-five yards receiving. I mean, I don't know the Browns are still an enigma to me because they they ran the ball 161 runs uh, yards for Nick Shubb so they can definitely run the ball 
I mean, they, they, I, I just don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, this is this is gonna be every week. They feel like they're being tested. Yeah, that's why I always say that it's gonna be the Browns, right? The Browns being the Browns. Like, yeah, you're a good team, but so what? That doesn't mean you know how to win, right? It doesn't mean you come out every week and you take the game seriously and you do what you're supposed to. You know, some of that, a lot of it probably comes down to coaching, right? Your coach needs to make sure you're prepared uh, and make sure that you're focused the entire game and you play, you know, a full game. Um, but they're playing the Arizona next week. Right. There's just something always with the Browns that you're, to me, it's just like, you know, until I see it, I'm, I'm not going to be expecting, you know, playoff, you know, you know, playoff potentially Super Bowl contention for you. No, I need to I need to actually see it from you first. It's not like the Steelers, for example. The Steelers can play poorly, which they have most of the season, but no one's necessarily gonna completely write them off um, because they just because of like the, who they are, you know, as an organization. You know, and and all the success that they've had. The Browns have had not had success. So you gotta for me, you can't say that you have like uh, top 10 defense which I think they've always been saying that and, and then go out and give up that many points well they are favorite against the Cardinals by two and a half points and that's I, the other thing like what why why is why why are people so high on the brown why do they continue to be favorite yeah they're good yeah Baker Mayfield you know he can be up and down but he's he's relatively good but it's like I feel like one week you know, people are talking great about the Browns, and the next week it's like, damn, this team sucks. They're not consistent at all. Yeah, I, I mean, they're definitely a good, if you play fantasy, you can definitely pick them, but I don't know if the defense is up to par. Yeah, I think this is a good test. I just don't know how, you know, if Kyler Murray is hurt or not. It's up in the air. I don't know if he might be on the injury report. I don't know. Nothing's been reported yet, but you know, I heard. I didn't see that game, but I heard that he went into the tent shortly. But he kept on playing, so I guess it's all good. Yeah, real quick uh, before we move, I want to talk about this other game real quick. Um, the Vikings, Detroit, because I honestly thought Detroit before the game was going to win this game. And I said last week, I don't think Minnesota is that good. I still don't. Um, they definitely weren't like seven point favorite uh, or seven points better than Detroit. I think that's what the spread was. And I feel bad for Detroit because once again, they lose a game at, you know, at the end uh, with with the field goal. So, um, I you know, there's no way they should have lost this game. It's just I feel extremely bad for them because it's they're they're definitely going out and playing you know full effort every single week and that that's i think a good thing for the coaching um but uh they just haven't seen the results of you know of a win yet i don't know i mean looking at the scoreboard they they weren't really scoring touchdowns they i see a lot of field goals um jeff goss a golf they didn't really play that well I mean, they're gonna, they would have stolen this game by all accounts. It looks like, you know, they had, they, they, sh they should have stolen this game because of the way they played, but 
Right. But for a team that is O and whatever they are, O and four now at this point, um, you know, and people thinking Minnesota is that much, or at least Vegas thinking Minnesota is that much better than them. They're not, you know, they're not. And Detroit, I think, is a better team than their record. And Minnesota is not as good as their record. You know, I, I don't think, well, they're two and three. They're as good as their record, I should say. Um, they're a mediocre team uh, that, you know, anybody can go out and beat. Yeah, they're they're not. Neither team is really impressed at pressing that much, so uh, I don't have high hopes for either team. Um, and that will be our top news for October twelfth, two All right, Ron, let's review our team. So, actually, so week five, we we actually were in unison. We all agreed that we were going to have victories for the three teams that we follow. Uh, anyone that kind of stood out to you the most? Um, I guess the Patriots, right? Let's start there with their win at Houston. Um they were a nine-point favorite. I picked them to win twenty-six to six, and the final score was twenty-five to twenty-two. They barely won this game. Um, that that was a little bit of a surprise. Um, their secondary and their defense did not play well at all. They were basically behind the entire game, and although they're uh, offensively, they moved the, the ball up and down the field. They had to like settle for field goals uh, for the most part. And then they had a couple of like you know pretty bad turnovers, uh, one interception and one fumble. Um, you know they 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 turned it around in the second half, but you know I'm a little bit surprised at the at the score um, and and how their defense played and how they made Mills, who's you know he's a pretty most people would say he's a you know when he came out of college uh, from Stanford that he'd be okay. Uh, he struggled you know mightily the first couple games though and uh, most people thought he had a long way to go to to be a starter in the league if he can even become that um but yeah it's it was a little bit surprising that that game was as close as it as it as it was well the the patriots you know they're not a a really good team they won this game the ugly way because they were losing the whole entire game i mean the whole entire game and David Mills actually showed me that he's not he's not a garbage QB. I mean, his rating was 141. He actually, in the secondary, the pages were horrible. I mean, Chris Moore, 109 yards. This is ridiculous. They basically, in the red zone, the pages were horrible. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get it in for a touchdown. So... I mean, they they basically stole this game. Houston should have won this game. Yeah, it was that trick punt situation. I don't know if you saw it, but I don't know what the hell Houston was doing. You know, they're they're backed up in you know I think their own like forty yard line somewhere around there, and they decided to to put put the unit out there, but fake like they're gonna actually you know do a passing play instead, and then at the last second 
go right back into a punting formation, which eventually got got blocked, and, and Pats ended up with great field position. That turned their game around. Um, that turnover right there, so or I guess not considered a turnover, but that stupid play uh, turned the game around, and, and it's what cost Houston a, a chance to come out with a win. Yeah, because they basically and they basically owned the Patriots to three quarters. And then that play changed the game. And also, the Patriots decided that maybe we should blitz this guy. And the blitzing work. Matt Judon, he's still a beast. He got tons of sacks. But they started blitzing him. They started sending people in. David Mills started to panic. Started not to be that good. But it was really, when I looked at the team stats, it was third down. The Patriots were horrible against Houston on third down. I think Houston converted almost every time. Mm-hmm. Even on fourth down, I think Houston was converting every time. So it it was just not a good display. I don't to be honest, I didn't I didn't come away thinking positive good feelings about the Patriots. I I still think that they're not gonna make the playoffs. Uh, they're not a good team. So even if they do make the playoffs it's a first round knockout anyway so yeah I, i'm happy that they got the victory but i don't think they're gonna make the playoffs yeah so your mind hasn't really been changed i think you've been saying the same thing for a while now my mind hasn't changed either i still think they have an outside chance of making the playoffs i think they're a, a good team um that has to play a certain way to win games uh their defense certainly needs to play a lot better to keep them in games um and you know to me they still got a chance now next week um, they got the Cowboys, I believe. So you know that's most likely going to be a loss. But you know they, depending on their schedule, they 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 can be you know in every game and they can find ways to to win some games that they shouldn't win. Then then they'll have a, a an outside chance of, of making it in. Yeah, I mean, unless by some miracle uh, the uh, Chiefs are not playoff bound. I can see them slide in, but uh, some tell me that the Chiefs will rectify. I don't think they're going to have a number one uh, bye week spot, but I think the Chiefs are going to be in there eventually. I mean, it's a long season. I think that they can rectify their defense, but with the Patriots, as the season goes along, you expect them to get better, Mm -hmm. but that's not really happening. Yeah, yes and no. It's not happening as a team and how they're playing. But, you know, I, I don't think if you look at what Mac Jones is doing, I think they need they should be happy with how he's been performing. But if you're only going to look at Mac Jones, then you might as well just give him the season. Just say, you know what, this is just for him to develop, blah, blah, blah. Right. So it's to me, the fact that I think uh, – Jacoby Myers had had a wide open, wide open drop. He could have scored and he dropped it. They're just not a good team, not a good receivers, and now Harris might be hurt, so he's not a hundred percent. Yeah, I just, I just, they're like slowly losing running backs. It's just, I don't see it happening with this team. But uh, I'm just hoping that next week they don't get blown out. Uh, even though I think Bill, they asked him, "Hey, do you think uh, 
the Dallas quarterback's going to be one of the best quarterbacks you face this year. And he said, I think Tom Brady took that reign. So I don't know if he means that he's going to be, he's going to have Dak in a, on a short leash, but seeing Tom Brady every day and seeing Dak once in a while is two very different things. So, and I think that Dallas has a really good running game. I think, you know, Zeke and Pollard are a good one-two combination. Yeah. So and I don't think Bill necessarily meant any disrespect. I obviously I think he realizes Dak is a good quarterback, but I think at the same time he's defending, you know, Tom Brady there. Uh, I think he'll take this game seriously. Um, so I'm what su- what do you predict? So I'm surprised that the spread spread is like uh, I think it was Dallas giving one at this point and yeah it is Tuesday and that might change a little bit um, yeah, that's very low it is um, I know this game is in New England um, I predict predict Cowboys will, will win this fairly easily um, I think the defense for the Patriots play better don't get me wrong than they did last week but I see the Cowboys winning 28 to, to 13 you think the defense played better against the Texans and the Bucks? Which defense? The uh, New England defense? No, I, I think the Patriots defense played terrible against Houston. I think they will play a little bit better against Dallas. However, I think offensively, Dallas is much better than Houston is. So they're still going to win this game pretty handily. I think it'll be hard not for them to, in my eyes, score 20 uh, 28 points. So 28, how much do you give New England? Um, 13 is what I have written down. I think Patriots are going to offensively struggle a little bit. And, um, you know, I think that's, you know, also because Cowboys defense is playing pretty pretty good. Yeah, I looked at the splits uh, as far as all the defenses around the league. And uh, this Dallas defense is actually pretty good um and this new england offense is pretty bad uh i'm gonna give them 10 points and then i'm gonna give 24 to dallas i just don't see i don't see that they keep this game close like they did against the bucks uh so we are going to review your team the steelers they beat Denver pretty handily, even though it looked like Denver made a comeback at the end, right? Yeah, and some of that is like typical of how the Steelers play. When they get a decent lead, they, they tend to take the foot off the gas a little bit, um, and they become extremely predictable, which they are already predictable. Um, but- I did see Najee Harris, 122 yards. Finally! Uh, is this going to be something that we're going to see from week to week? And again, more importantly than the 122 yards is the 23 carries for me. Um, they gave him the ball 23 times, uh, handoff, um, and he only had two receptions. Um, so finally, I think this was probably the game plan they wanted to, to come out with the entire year. It's just that this game, they decided to actually stick with it. Um, which is encouraging to see. Now, in terms of like um, what to expect from the Steelers offensively going forward, there's still some things that 
you know, when I watched the game, I was, you know, disappointed with. With one was Juju going down. Uh, that's a huge loss for us. We talked about that a little bit, but that's Big Ben's favorite target. Um, you know, that's the guy he basically trusts. Uh, that's who he's looking for on third down or fourth down. It's the ball's going there, and now Juju's gone. So that is concerning a little bit. Um, Big Ben still didn't look mobile, right? Um, in you know, in the pocket, the pocket was you know he had a clean pocket for the most part the whole game, but he um, you know you look at the the stats again. He still you know he only completed fifteen of twenty five, so still having some issues with with accuracy. Uh, he only had outside of Claypool who finally broke out right. Um, Chase had five receptions for one hundred thirty yards and a touchdown. Outside of him with six targets, his receivers n- none of them had more than two. Um, and Harris still had like six targets. Um, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because Big Ben, again, he's either going to go deep, which he did to Claypool, or he's going to go like underneath and, and check down to, you know, to Harris. That's what he's capable of doing. And even with the additional time he had, because he had a much cleaner pocket, like I mentioned, it didn't change the fact that he, he was doing the same thing. So that worries me a little bit. He's got to figure out how to drive the ball down the middle, you know, the middle of the field, 10, 15, 20 yards downfield. Um, he's got to be able to do that. And so far, you know, he hasn't been able to. But I'm glad that we got the win. Uh, I'm glad uh, defensively our, our team's keep getting healthier. Um, I, you know, I had expected them to win. I didn't expect them to win with Bridgewater playing, but obviously he didn't look like he was a hundred percent, uh, when he was playing. So I'm, I'm excited. We finally got to win at home. So you, so right now the, you guys play Seattle next week without, uh, without Wilson playing, but they got Seattle's favorite two and a half points. So is that, that's a little bit of a disrespect to the Steelers. I think it's a huge disrespect um, to the Steelers. I think I think it's it's Vegas saying, "Yeah, last week was great, but you're still not uh, offensively a great team, um, and we still, even without Russell Wilson, see the Seahawks beating you." Um, you know, so this game's at Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers should win this game. You know. Seattle's defense is not very good. Let's start there, right? So, Big Ben in the office, if they just come out and do the same thing they did last week, they should be able to score in the 20s again. And then offensively, with Geno Smith, I think, playing for Seattle, and the Steelers' defense getting healthy at this point, they should be able to hold, you know, the Seahawks to, like, 15 points or less. So, Yeah, we're talking about Geno Smith. Right. Come on, man. To me, this, you know, I, I... for this, my prediction, I had the Steelers at, at I have them at 24, um, winning 24 to 14. Yeah, I think uh, the Steelers should win this one. I got them at 23 to 10. I mean, I don't see uh, this is, I don't know, maybe, maybe the people, maybe they want people to bet for the Steelers. I don't know. I don't know. This is a, a strange line that we're seeing. It is, and it'll probably move again. It's still Tuesday, so it'll probably move. You know, by Sunday, who knows? It might be Steelers favored by one or two um, with when all the bets come in. Yeah, that one. Uh, 
for sure. I, I do expect the Steelers to go three and three for uh, this game. Uh, next, we got the Buccaneers. They were facing Miami, and they they destroyed Miami, uh, forty-five to seventeen. I I don't I didn't watch this game because I think it was on at the same time as a as the uh, Patriots game. By the way, I started drinking like at nine thirty in the morning because I was like, you know what, I wanna finish doing all the cooking, all the grilling by the time one o'clock came. So I was like, let me start off now and. That was a mistake by me. Because I think by the time you were like, oh, are you coming over? I was like, nope. I can't drive. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm, I was happy that uh, my wife was here with the girls because I was just, I shouldn't have done that. Nine, nine in the morning. I don't think I even had breakfast. I just started drinking beers and I was... No, I I am not 25 years old. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, let's not get sidetracked. So, 41 attempts for Tom Brady, Jacoby 39 attempts, but not the same outcome. What what happened during this game? Um, it was a blowout as you know expected. Um, this was a 10 point uh, spread at least on Tuesday. It was I don't know what what it was come game time, but um, I had. Bucks winning 33-14 and they end up winning 45 to 17. So they you know, they kept the, their foot on the gas basically. But Brady, you know, is obviously he's in charge of uh, a really good offensive unit and despite not having Gronk, you know, his favorite target available, um, you know, I, we talked about how great the weapons are for the Bucks. Um, it it was on full display. Right, so Brady had four eleven and five touchdowns, like you said. Um, AB and Mike Evans each went over a hundred yards. Uh, they both had two touchdowns as well. And then Fournette ran the ball well. Um, Twelve carries, sixty-seven yards, and a touchdown. Also got four receptions for forty-three yards. And then uh, you know they they were able to even get Blaine Gabbert in the game. So this was a blowout from beginning to end. And I think it's time for us, if we're going to have any sort of real conversations, by the way, about MVPs, which it might still be too early. I don't think we should wait, you know, have those conversations till week eight or so. But Brady has to be mentioned more frequently in the MVP conversation than he has been. I don't think people have honestly said his name in the top five when they've gone down the MVP list. But right now he's he has 15 touchdowns. Uh, two interceptions for the season, so he's only he's second uh, in touchdowns to Mahomes. At you know Mahomes has 16, and Brady is first in yards. You know 1767 yards uh, passing, uh, which is number one in the league. Well, I think the reason why they're not naming Brady is that his team doesn't have you know as long as the Cardinals keep winning and they're undefeated, they're not going to talk about Tom Brady's numbers, even though his numbers are really really good, but. Until, until Kyler Murray starts faltering and Cardinals start losing, I don't think they're going to talk about Tom Brady. And it's not just even Kyler Murray. I've heard, you know, Josh Allen, which I think should be in the conversation. You know, you hear uh, Dak, who I also think should be in the conversation. Um, 
you know, you hear Lamar Jackson, you know, he's been the MVP before. So, but you know, you don't really get for whatever reason, you just don't, I think people just have come to expect this from Brady. They're so used to seeing it week in and week out. They just say, okay, it's just another typical Brady performance. Um, and he doesn't get that like benefit of the doubt, if you will. He, you know, they just, uh, they're just like, well, we're not going to give you another. Listen, this, this has been happening since he was in new England and, we were like saying the same thing that you're saying right now. So you're not you're talking you're preaching to the choir here. Yeah. I know that this happens with Tom Brady all the time, and it's like you know what, he's good, and you guys are not gonna give him any credit. And I thought that it was gonna be a, t- a twenty-eight to ten trousing, but I was wrong. It was even more. Um, I don't know why I keep shortchanging the bugs, but they just you know they're gonna put the pedal to the gas every game if they can beat you by 45 or more or 30 or more they're gonna do it um next week they play the thursday night game against the philadelphia eagles uh do you see them having a problem with that game you know, not really. However, you know, Thursday night game, short week of practice. And I know Arians talked about this already. We don't have time to celebrate last, you know, well, last week is what he said. We got to focus right away on the Eagles. Um, the, the Eagles defense is pretty dang good. Um, so they're actually, you know, I'll say that right off the bat. They're, pro- they're probably better. They are better than Miami defense. And they're probably going to give Bucks a little bit of a harder time. Uh, I don't think they'll be able to just go up and down the field at will. Um, but the Bucks should easily win this game um, still. And I think it's going to be one of those games where the spread is six and a half. I think the Bucks are going to win by more than that. I had 27 to 17. Uh, but I think it's going to be one of those games where Bucks take control early um, and don't really look back. And the game is not going to be as competitive as the, the score. Um, so 27-17 is, is, is what my prediction is. And, you know, by the way, we didn't get to talk a lot about the Eagles before, but, you know, good job for the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, again, just one of those teams, along with Chicago and Justin Fields, you got to know what you have at quarterback, what their strengths are, and use that. So that's the one positive I can say about the Eagles. Uh, and one thing I, sh- you know, the Bucks need to worry about is is Jalen Hurts being ma- able to make some plays outside of the pocket and, and with his legs for this game. Yeah, I don't know if the Bucks defense has improved. Um, I think that this Eagles offense is definitely better than the Miami offense. Um, they might face a complete team, but I'm still gonna give it to 28 to 10 i'm i'm gonna do it again this week i'm gonna short changing them i'm not gonna think they're gonna score 40 but i definitely think they're gonna win this game um and thursday night games they don't even have that i think they just have walkthroughs they don't even wear pads right. this week and i think that's the problem or that's the thing that always scares me right is thursday night games what kind of team are you getting? Are they, first of all, they're not even fully recovered from the previous game. So in terms of health, everyone's playing with some sort of injury at this point or, you know, fatigue for sure at this point. So, um, you know, anything can happen on Thursday. But, you know, the Bucks are so good. They're so focused. I think 
you know, that goes back to Brady and, and Arians with just keeping them on track. Um, they shouldn't have a, a, a problem being focused and, and ready to win. Uh, so let's talk about upset specials. So who is your upset special for this week? Yeah, this one it was tough because a lot of the games, um, you know, are, are within three points when you look at the odds. And then the ones that are outside of that, um, you wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable with the underdog just coming out and beating the odds and, and actually winning the game. So this is probably not a, a daring pick at all. Um, but Bills at Titans for Monday night, Bills giving three. And I love the Bills. Again, they're my Super Bowl team. Uh, but I think the Titans um, are you know starting to figure things out a little bit um i think they will put up 33 points uh i'm assuming that julio jones is is back and ready to play come monday with the extra day rest you know his hamstring will be good for him to go out and give it uh give it a go uh, but i see this as a 33 to 30 game um with titans pulling off an upset What's uh, what's the over under in this game? Because you 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 said thirty three to thirty, so you expect a high scoring game. I do, and I don't know what the over under is. Um, I imagine it's going to be somewhere around fifty, um, forty eight to fifty in that range, if not even higher. Uh, let's see if it's even posted yet. Let's see, uh... fifty four. So it's even higher. So 54 is the over-under. So I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Tennessee is, you know, another team kind of like the Browns where I just don't know where they're at. I mean, they had, they were a little bit, the first half they were struggling against the Jaguars. And then they decided, okay, stop, let's stop playing around. And let's just beat this team. But, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I, uh, I did have an upset special too i i like this texas team winning over indianapolis 23 to 21 uh the over under is 42 and a half points indy uh it's favored by 10 points so i mean this is the thing i saw that in the in the ravens game and they should have won that game <laughs> They were up uh, by 25 to 9 in the fourth quarter, and they blew that game. And every game they've been up for three quarters, and they always blow it at the end. I so it, to me, it's a, it's definitely a battle of a bad coaches. So, but I think that the Texans might actually have a slight edge, just because I do like. Lovey Smith's new beer that he's sporting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna think I'm gonna pick them as my upset special, even though ten points is a lot to overcome. But I think that they can win this straight up. Yeah. So it's not to say I have a lot of confidence in the Colts because Carson Wentz can have these games where he just looks amazing. You know, four hundred two yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know, but then he can have games where he either gets hurt or he doesn't play that well. Um, but there's 
definitely a lot of talent. There's a decent amount of talent on the Colts. Jonathan Taylor went off this past week. You know, 15, 53 and a touchdown with three receptions, 116 yards and that long touchdown. They have a lot of weapons. And I don't know what to make of Houston. Um, I don't want to take this past game, like put too much into this past game with the Patriots and what uh, Mills has done. Um, I think it's a little bit of an anomaly. I think it's going to be, you know, when you look back at the season, that that's going to be a little bit of an anomaly. And I, and I don't think Houston is that that impressive. So I think 10 points, it would not necessarily shock me if it actually goes, uh, uh, you know, over that 10-point spread. Um, I don't think these teams are really that close. But, you know, again, it's hard to have that much faith in Carson Wentz and the, and the Colts. Okay, so that is week number six and you know if you're not a red sox fan you can turn off the pod but we're gonna talk about the red sox uh for the next couple of minutes because we're super excited uh so it all started with tuesday was when then they uh, lost the first game against tampa and then won the next uh three games so now they face Houston because Chicago couldn't beat them. So what what do you think? Do you think they can beat Houston and the AC and uh, Championship League? Uh, yeah, I think so. Right. So I've come around to believing. You know, I I was one who had kind of written them off a little bit after the way they played after the All Star break, um, and you know seeing how they have played in the playoffs and how hot they are um yeah they have a, a chance for sure to to make it to the world series so i'm i'm extremely excited i you know enjoyed going to the game on thursday even though they lost against the rays but was extremely happy uh that they were able to come back um and and you know win the series against the rays uh, it goes to show that they they are a good team. They have a great coach, um, and they have a legitimate chance to make it to the to the World Series. So I um, I had my doubts about the Rays because even though they won a hundred games, they were very inexperienced. They had a raw they have raw talent, but you need more than just talent to win in the postseason. And I think that. The overconfidence that the Tampa Bay fans had about their team, I was like, you know, it just you can't just put uh, minor league phenons and be like, go go in and win in the postseason. There's a lot of pressure that comes, and I don't think that they were ready for that pressure. Yeah, but you know, they have been able to overcome that, right? Before they've won the World Series recently, so. No, they haven't won a World Series. They've been to the World well, Series. Well, they've been there, at least. Um, so they have been able to overcome some of the pressure. I, I just think this this whole series were, was more, more so about Alex Cora and how great a manager he really is. The, the decision-making, you know, in terms of when to pull certain pitchers, and I forgot which game it was, like, you know, he had a quick trigger finger. When he saw, like, you know, someone didn't have it, he was able to see it and just pull them right away. 
Uh, and then, you know, knowing what, how long to trust people too, you know, I think he just managed the series extremely well. I think the, for the Red Sox, their bats came alive. Um, I do think JD, you know, made a difference. We, we didn't have him on Thursday and offensively we couldn't score. We got shut out. So him being back, um, you know, changes our team. Um, and obviously with Kike, you know, Kike being as hot as he is and some of the eyes, other guys, uh, that's on the team, you know, they can hit with anyone and, you know, it's going to be a great, a long, really good, se- uh, series with the, uh, with the Astros. Let me just say, because, uh, Tampa Bay, they want, they went, they got to the world series last year, but I, I don't want to give anything away because, you know, it does take a lot to get the world series, but number one, it was a shortened season. It wasn't a whole 162 games. Number two, they didn't have any fans in the stands. And number three, all the all the pitching that they had last year when they went to World War Series, a lot of those pitchers did not pitch this postseason. So, I mean, I don't want to say that the pundits were wrong about Tampa, but I think that they were way way heavily favored i know that they won 100 games it's a franchise record we good for them blah 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 like i said before they're gonna put a banner up (laughs) it's gonna say we won 100 games we won the division but guess what no world series so that's great it's great to see a second place banner up in that you know quote unquote field which is really a warehouse. I don't know why they just call it field, but you know, and I think that with Houston, I think it's going to be a real challenge because Houston is a real team. Uh, they have veterans on that team, you know, and I think that this is going to, you know, I, th- I think this is going to go the whole seven games. Yeah, me too. Um, unfortunately, but you know, it's, I, I'm anticipating a very good series, like well-played games, um, you know, and I think both teams have a legitimate shot of making it to the to the World to world Series, so I, I just hope it's our team that moves on. Um, why not? You know, why not the Red Sox? They have something going on for sure, you know, being, the, I guess, being the underdogs or whatever. They just got something. There's just something unique about this team. Uh, that reminds me a lot about you know the team in 04 to be honest with you um, that makes me feel confident that we have a chance to actually win, win the series I think that when a team makes it as a wild card they have something to prove and I think the fact that this team faltered towards the end and it was you know they got hit with the COVID protocols they got hit with some injuries they barely made it as a wild card team. I think that, you know, that whole chemistry, the world against us, BS, is gonna carry them far. Uh, my dream matchup is Sox versus the Braves, cause then we can definitely make that trip. I already yeah. told two people that live in Atlanta that are friends of mine that if the Red Sox make it and the Braves make it, we're definitely going. But you know that's way ahead but all i'm saying is that uh i I expect them to win the games at fenway i expect them to win houston to win the games at home and this is gonna come down to game seven yeah and we 
At this point, I don't think we know who the starting pitchers are just yet uh, for Friday. But you know, whoever gets off to the to a good, I want to see the Red Sox get off to a really good start um, in Houston. Two games to start off on the road. I like to see us just like we did in Tampa, just walk out with like one win uh, and get some momentum from there. Yeah, if they if they split one of these games like they did with Tampa, I definitely like like them a lot. Um, but you know, this is going to be a real a real matchup, um, and you know, Can, why are these games? By the way, and I'm looking at the schedules now. I still don't understand why this game these games are being played on FS1 and not like a local channel. Well, I think the uh, MLB only has uh, the Turner Broadcast. I think they they have a, a contract with them, so you might see them. I think Fox takes over for uh, a couple of those World Series games, but you know, TBS, FS1, it's all part of like Turner, Fox. You're ne- you'll never see them on NBC or ABC. But, you know, it, I feel like it always used to be televised locally, right? So it was always on, on Fox uh, you know, and all the games, too, not just till the World Series. You used to be able to, and maybe I'm just misremembering and remembering what it feels like to live in Boston, being able to see them all the time on local channels. But uh, baseball should not be necessarily taking, a, especially playoff baseball. I don't want to see them taking a backseat to any other sports, whether it be college football or even the NFL, if it's just a regular season NFL game, let's let's put them on a local channel, compete with the NFL. And let's get you know, let's get some people watching these games. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think locally, yes, I do see that your point as far as you're gonna watch your team locally. But then when you talk about like, if your team is not even making the playoffs, are you still watching MLB? You know, it's like it's it's just more more districts more regional than mm-hmm. than you know like because i think if football is on tv and it's not even your team you're still gonna watch it because you're like oh that's football it's only like once a week type but then with the baseball you know you're talking about two or three games a week it's just you know it's just that whole thing like are you gonna dedicate four hours to watching one game when you know it's a seven game playoff or are you gonna dedicate three hours so football game you know it's only happened once a week it's just yeah it's it's uh it's definitely uh, a challenge but i do i do like the fact that mlb has you know all the internet access because mm-hmm. that's how i see the games i stream them i know that you can go on youtube uh youtube tv and stream them so they're definitely branching out uh, as opposed to the NFL that if you don't have direct TV or the Dish Network and you live in, you know, one of these areas, flyover areas, you're basically stuck because you can't stream the games. You can't watch it on YouTube TV. If you don't have direct TV, Dish Network, you're, you're fucked. You're not going to watch any NFL team. So you're basically stuck with whatever ABC, NBC, or Fox shows. Right. So it's, you know, it's all about money, basically. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, MLB, 
whatever the marketing team is over there, they finally kind of figured out that, hey, young people like to stream games. Young people like to watch games on their phone. You know, so. Yeah, I just want, I guess I just want. You want the good old days. Well, selfishly, I want people to be as excited for the Red Sox as I am, even if they're not a fan of the Red Sox. I want them to be excited about not just the Red Sox, but just the playoffs. You know, we're in the playoffs now. This is where we get serious. You know, everyone should be watching at this point. Yeah, I mean, I know know that their fans are dwindling. Uh, Of course, not in Boston, not in Massachusetts. They're... That whole New England area always loves the Red Sox. But then, you know, like like people like us who live down south, we're basically stuck. Yeah. We, we're not going to watch Tampa Bay Rays and their team, no matter how many games they win. So we're basically stuck because we're not going to get any uh, Florida Marlins game, Miami Marlins games. So it's, you know... Again, you gotta stream the games. Mm-hmm. You gotta, because I remember uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, MLB was like, "Hey, we're giving streaming for free." Right, mm-hmm. and that's how I was able to catch on and watch every game. It was basically free. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, it's just I'm happy that the Red Sox made it this far with basically almost the same 2018 team except without Mookie Betts. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the same team. I know that the 2018 had LBJ. They have been attending. Yeah, our whole outfield is different. Yeah, the outfield is different, but, you know, LBJ wasn't knocking socks off the ball. No. This outfield, there's, I mean, Kike Hernandez is on another level, but, you know, Renfro, I mean, Ben Attendee wasn't knocking the ball off. You know, it's like, I think they had more athleticism back in 2018, mm-hmm. but this this team is, you know, less, we're going to play our hearts out. Yeah, and a round of applause, by the way, to our GM, because he took a lot of heat for dismantling our, our um, outfielders, you know, and some of the decision-making he was making throughout the year. Like, is this really going to pay off? And now as you look at it you see the big picture and, and where we're at at this point how well all the guys that you know some of the guys that we brought in how well they're playing you know you gotta give them you know credit yeah i mean i i didn't even know who he was until uh last night when they actually showed him uh on the field i was like oh that's the rest Sox gm i think his name is uh, Bloom, Bloomfall. I don't. You have to double check on that. But I was. I guess he was with the Tampa Bay. They let him go, and the Red Sox picked him up. And I was just like, hey, you know what? This guy deserves to bow because he he actually, you know, put a team together that can actually compete. They're not definitely not all stars. You know, you got Bogarts and. JD Martinez, but everyone else, would you consider them all-star players? No, absolutely not. Yeah, that, and that's why you know it's just chemistry, right? You have chemistry on your team. That's what's important, I think, especially when you get to the playoffs. Your team has to be in sync, and that's that's how the Red Sox are right now. Uh, they're in sync. They're uh, they're they're playing for each other. 
Um, I think, again, Alex Cora deserves a lot of the credit, too. Um, they're, they're a team, they could be a team of destiny, but I'm not going to jinx it at this point. Um, let's let's see uh, let's see how far we can go. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, Friday is the first game. We don't know who's pitching. They haven't uh, announced them yet, but uh, I'm praying that we steal one of these games and then we'll go back to Fenway and that crowd was phenomenal i uh-huh. didn't see now one race fan in that crowd it was all boston fans and that that's the way that it should be yeah unlike the yankee series um, i don't know what happened uh-huh. well i told you ahead of time that they had purchased tickets because they knew that the yankees want to pick the rest Sox gotcha. if it was a four-way tie uh-huh. so i was like these motherfuckers <laughs> were like, we're so confident in our team, and we'll feel, and, we, and I think that they were after they, they got swept, right? They were like, you know what? We can beat the Red Sox, so we are gonna ahead of time. If it comes in a four-way tie, we want to play the Red Sox. Yeah, and I think that was a slap in the face. And uh, this week, we're gonna have our good friend Angel visiting you and uh so it, we're we're supposed to go out friday night right yeah so we gotta we're gonna have to revisit those plans um <laughs> because there's no way in hell we're missing the uh the game on friday so yeah i don't know i don't know uh i don't know if maybe we have to go to a sports bar instead i don't know I don't know. I need to have see the TV present. <laughs> For sure. I need to see what's going on with this game. So uh, we might have to start spreading the seeds around like, you know, it's a good place. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard I heard uh, he wants to go to Duffy's. That's what we need to start doing. We need to start uh, <laughs> saying, you know, Angel really likes Duffy. I yeah. mean, he's he likes that Duffy sports bar. He likes the atmosphere. Our wives weren't born yesterday. They'll, they'll know something's going on. But uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's, we're not missing the game. Yeah, so next time that we do the next show, uh, we'll, let, we'll give you an update where we are in the series. And uh, we're hopefully... You know, we're beating Houston. Who, if if and when we beat Houston, who do you want to see? Do you want to see the Braves or do you want to see the Giants? Because I think today the Giants finish off the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm scared of the Giants or Dodgers. I don't want any part of those guys. I'd rather, I think, see the Braves. Yeah, I, I want to see the Braves. Not only because, A, we own them. We own them in basketball. We own them in football, and I want to see this Red Sox-Braves matchup in the World Series because I really have, we really have the Braves. Atlanta as a whole, we have their number. Atlanta won 88 games. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're I'm, who knows, you know, they, it's fortunate that he made it this far. But San Fran, L.A., they won 107, 106 respectively so th- those are the legit teams uh in the national league 
Um, so yeah, I'd rather for sure face Atlanta. Yeah. So it's uh, and they were, and Atlanta was in a in a horrible division. Uh, I'm surprised that they got the Brewers. They should have gone either the Dodgers or the Giants. But hey, that goes back to our whole thing. If you win the wild card, you shouldn't automatically have to face the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. They should be able to pick and choose who you you face. I mean, after all, they were only separated by one game. So right. It's uh. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Let me just check the scoreboard real quick, because I know the game just started between the Giants and the Dodgers, and right now they're on top of the second, and the Dodgers are up one nothing. So hey, maybe there's life. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's life. Who's pitching? Uh, Bueller is pitching for the Dodgers. Hey, there's maybe there's life. So we're going to end it there. We're going to see you next week. Review the games. Review the upset specials. And review our teams. See if they won. Are you good with that, Ron? Yep. Yep. Good luck this week. Obviously to the Sox, but to the Patriots, to the Steelers, to the Bucks. Let's let's come out with all wins again this week. It'll be great. Well, the Patriots are going to need more than just luck. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have an easy task. Yeah. Uh, On that note, we'll see you later. Peace. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcasts or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcasts. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace.